get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Slime and Brothers with five St. Louis area locations to serve you. Michelle and Randy, and we go, do go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, our Monday visit with the Voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber, good morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Is Jordan Bennington back? <laughs> well, it looked like it the way he was playing last night. Um, I, I think it's building well. I still expect Billy Huso to play on Wednesday against the, uh, the Rangers. I think it's part of the rotation that they'd already set, but yeah, I thought he played a really good game in that first period while the Blues were trying to get their feet out from under him, and that's back-to-back games now. Is he back? I don't know, but I like the fact that he's played two really good games. Curbs, is there a certain sample size or or maybe some sort of temp poll that you would look at, and then you can determine that Jordan Bennington is back? I think everybody's a little different, and I'm just curious where you would be on that one. Well, yeah, in all fairness, Michelle, I, I think we got to wait until we get past this road trip and get into the the real schedule of – March and April. Uh, this run that the Blues are on right now, where I believe out of this stretch of 13 games, 11 of the teams, except for Toronto and the New York Rangers, were in the bottom nine of the standings. You know, and and so I, I don't think the competition has been very hard. Uh, I don't think that uh, you know these teams have been all that challenging beyond you know just mentally. I think you just got to find a way to be better than them, and the Blues have, have done so. You know, but having said that, I, I think when we get back into it, and you. You're playing some some heavier teams or some bigger teams, whether it be playing, you know, the Washington Capitals or the Boston Bruins later in the year. You get back into your uh, the Western Conference. You play the, you know, whether it be the L.A. Kings or or Vegas, one of those kind of teams. I think when we get into a stretch where the schedule is a little tougher and the competition is a little meatier, that's that's when you'll know. Curbs, this will be an interesting week and especially the lead-up to the game against the Rangers on a couple of fronts. Number one, I would think that the hockey people in New York will be going bananas over the return of uh, Buchnevich, and we'll see the two, if Huso plays, Shesterkin and Huso, they're the two best goalies in the league right now. Yeah, you know, you can really make the case that Igor uh, Shesterkin, I mean, you you can really could make the case, in my opinion, Randy, that he should be up for the Hart Trophy. I'm not sure, like, the Rangers are... A heck of a team. They, what Chris Drury has done with that team from an attitude standpoint over over the matter of just a few months is really quite impressive. Uh, they changed the makeup of it in a big way. They traded out Butch Navich. They brought in Sammy Blay. And yes, I know Sammy Blay has been hurt now for, for most of the year, but they, they wanted to go towards that heavier team, kind of like the Blues had had for a while. They go and they get Ryan Reeves. And people were saying, well, you know, Ryan Reeves didn't do much in that last game. You know, Tom Wilson didn't do much. The fact that Tom Wilson didn't do much in that last game was because Ryan Reeves was sitting on the bench. Right. I mean, there, there was just a deterrent in the fact that Ryan Reeves was in the roster. And 
and that's something, frankly, the Blues don't have, and I think the Blues need, especially in the Western Conference, the way we've seen the Calgary Flames be made up and the, the way this West is going. So for, for me, the, the Rangers have become a real interesting team, but there's no way, there's no way that they do what they're doing without Shesterkin going on, on a tear and just being the kind of goalie he's been this year. And they had to make the decision of whether or not to kind of move on from Henrik Lundqvist, and it was the right call for them to make. He's, he's been outstanding. Curbs, I really thought David Perron was going to get the hat trick yesterday. He certainly had his chances there at the end. But we know that Perron contributes to this team in a lot of different ways. But to see him get hot right now and uh, potentially get some more points on the board, it feels like he could be peaking at just the right time for the Blues. You know, Michelle, he's one of those guys where I just think they're going to have to keep playing him some minutes. One, I think he had to figure himself back out after suffering that concussion right after Thanksgiving. I think that's a big part of it. He's only got goals in four of the last like 32 games, you know, and and he you know the pressure that he puts on himself. Uh, I, I just I think that he's back with Ryan O'Reilly. He knows the kind of game that he's got to play. And guys, this this has been the this has been the mo since his rookie year in the league. You'll know that David Perron's game is on when he's winning puck battles along the boards and holding onto the puck. He's still one of the hardest guys in the league to take the puck away from when he's going like that. And that's, I think, something that we've seen over the last couple of games. So it was great to see him get those goals. Man, they, they, if you were the Chicago penalty call on that last power play, <laughs> I, like, you didn't need to go to anybody. Just go cover David Perron. And he was firing. They just uh, He couldn't find a way to, to get that seventh hat trick of his. Hey, Curbs, I want to go back to your comment about getting uh, a more rugged performer because we talk about getting that guy, and they're so rare. That's so much more easily said than done now, isn't it, to find a guy like Ryan Reeves that has the ability to, to be that tough guy to give some of your skilled players some space or to instill fear in the opposition. There just aren't many of those guys in the league anymore. Yeah, and you know what, Randy? I think, in all honesty, and I don't think anybody on the team could argue with this too much. The one guy, you've got a couple guys that are willing, like like Bortuzzo and stuff, to, to drop the gloves with DB and, and are tough and, and can do that. But to me, it's Braden Shen. Shen's mm-hmm. the one guy that that has that situational knowledge that that does it better than anybody else. Well, I don't think that that's what you want from one of your best two way centermen, you know, going down the stretch here and potentially getting hurt and. and uh, I, I think there needs to be more. And so I, I really think, I think in what we've seen here, Dakota Joshua played yesterday. I know Sunquist was out, but if, if Sunquist wasn't in there, I think they were going to sit uh, Clem Costin maybe. Now, I think the Blues are still trying to find an identity for that fourth line. So, you know, as we head towards that trade deadline, I know everybody's focused on defense. It might be worth keeping an eye on. Do you find a, another guy? You know, and essentially they thought they had that with Kyle Clifford. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't it just didn't pan out that way. But they need somebody on that fourth line that's got some sandpaper that can go in and hit. Because if you think like to get out of the West, you might have to go through a team like Calgary. Colorado's got some pretty good size on, on their back end too again. You just you need to have some some weight behind you and, and I think the blues on that fourth line are still looking to find someone and a player or two that's gonna be able to play a heavier game than we're playing now. Curbs, I want to go back to Braden Shen. He's been playing amazing now for a, a while, at least the past month. Some of those passes yesterday, absolutely ridiculous. What are you seeing out of Braden Shen? I think just two things. I think he's healthy. Uh, the beginning of the year, he wasn't healthy. Just not healthy enough. He got hurt, tried to play through it. I mean, at one point in time, he had not just one cracked rib, but about five of them. So, uh, And then, then he was dealing with another upper body injury on top of that. 
It's just a matter of him being a healthy player. I still think his best hockey for the St. Louis Blues comes when they play him at center. Now, the challenge is, like we were just talking about Perron, you got to get some of these skilled guys ice time. And you'll talk to players over time, and they'll say, I'm not as good if I'm playing 13, 14 minutes a game versus 18, 19 when they're into the rhythm. And the challenge that the Blues have is how do you get enough of these guys enough ice time to keep them going and to keep them running? And some of that comes by a special teams. But when you're rolling the lines and, and you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're five on five, that's where that fourth line's going to sit a little bit because Craig Berube's got to find a way to get those top three lines out on the ice and keep those skilled guys going. I also think for him that there's, there's been a real acceptance of Braden Chen of what needs to happen, and that is anything and everything that is possible, meaning he knows that, look, there's going to be some days you might come in, you play 18 minutes a game. Some days you'll come in, you'll play 14 minutes a game. But this team is deep enough and good enough that if guys can find a way to be effective in the roles that are asked of them from one day to the next, and he says this when he meets with the media, then this team's going to do some good things. I, I think you combine that acceptance along with, the health and, and you're getting that good hockey player you know that he is hey curbs one more thing from me and joey brought this up yesterday during the broadcast we've seen it before with previous iterations of the blues and we see it around the league if you get stonewalled like the blues were for the first period plus by a guy like mark andre Fleury, there's a lot of teams out there that'll say not not our day and you really don't see the level of competitiveness and I thought it was cool that the Blues stuck with it, and they really never slowed down in terms of taking their shots at Marc-Andre Fleury, as good as he was yesterday. No, and and that Chicago team was bad. You could see Fleury just getting frustrated, slamming his stick. He slammed a door once. Like I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen Chicago play kind of that poorly in, in quite a while, but it was almost like they just gave up in that game, and that's because the Blues are starting to play that relentless style mm-hmm. again. I loved it when you started seeing the turnovers at the red line. And the one thing that the Blues did in that game that maybe they haven't done, and maybe they didn't do it as much on that previous road trip too, the moment they got that puck, they got north in a hurry. Like there was a good transition game. There wasn't a lot of waiting around. So they stayed on the hunt and they stayed aggressive. And that's that's what they need to be. But you're right, Randy, this is a competitive team. And again, except for now maybe, what, two games all season long, you can say that this team has been in every single one of them. So they played 52. They have been in, in the third period, They've been within one goal or tie at some point in like 50 of those 52 games. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. They've been in every single game, and it's just a matter of continuing to put it together. That's why, you know, that's why you've got to finish the stretch. You got the Rangers on Wednesday, then you go, you know, you, you, you finish with the Islanders and you finish with the Devils on this road trip. Then when they get back into their schedule against some better competition, Randy, we're going to start to see some things and exactly where this team sits. But they're doing just what they needed to do, they're winning these games. They've passed up Minnesota. Minnesota struggled. So now even with games in hand, Minnesota is chasing the Blues, and they put themselves in a really good spot for the final 30 games. Mr. Kerber, always great stuff. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Enjoy the time back east, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, you too. Have an awesome week. You too. See you later. That's the Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. 
and Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. The people who looked through 200 resumes to fill a job also waited 40 minutes for their internet to dial up. You don't wait 40 minutes for your internet to dial up. You use Upwork to quickly hire talent. This is how we work now. 